Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. It's such a pleasure to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show. A single story, just a few minutes long, in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some terrific storytelling. We've got some for you today. And we want to remind you that we bring you a couple of these Appleseed Bites each week in preparation for our Thursday episode drop. That episode is typically an hour filled with stories for you and your family. And we're excited about what's coming up this week. You'll join us for uh, a visit from Marcus Smith, the host of a radio program called Constant Wonder. It's one of our sister programs. You've heard us say on the program before that we're pleased and proud to be part of the family of programs produced by BYU Radio. Constant Wonder is just one of those programs, and it's a weekly radio show and podcast that will uh, help you feel awe and wonder about the marvelous world in which we live. We're going to bring you a story on Thursday about a veterinarian and the good that he's doing in the world. Join us, won't you? In the meantime, I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by Heather Bigley, one of our producers. Heather, thanks for joining me. Hello. A little Donald Davis story. He's the patrician, uh, I can only think of paternity words, patrician (laughs) paterfamilias patriarch. They call him the dean, the (laughs) dean of storytelling. Yes. The North Carolina storyteller, Donald Davis, uh, who who really sort of began his storytelling career telling jack tales. Oh. Uh, But now I think maybe what people love most about a Donald Davis story is a look into his Appalachian childhood, right? Yeah. Well, tell us about what we're going to hear in this story. This story grossed me out. Um, <laughs> it's First of all, it's called Doobies, which when I then listened to the story was like, oh, I feel nauseated. Um, it's about, it's about, um, actually, it's about a grandma knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And being a little smarter than the nine-year-old or whoever she's dealing with, uh, which I appreciated. Ate actually. it the way. Yeah. yeah ate <laughs> it the way. And it's a food story. Yes. It's a food story. And we'll talk a little bit about it. You're going to be delighted by it. Maybe you'll be grossed out as Heather was. <laughs> but uh, the story is called Doobies, and we're happy to bring it to you as today's Appleseed Bite. Sometimes when people hear me tell stories about things that happened in my childhood, they come up with a question. The question is, now, after all that, do you have children? Well, in fact, we do. Between the two of us, my wife Merle and I have four boys. We have Douglas. We have Patrick Jubal. We have Kelly. They're the oldest, and the three of them have something in common. They like to eat almost anything. Then we have Jonathan. Jonathan is the youngest, and Jonathan is different. Jonathan does not like to eat almost anything. In fact, Jonathan eats almost nothing. When he was a little kid, he would have been completely happy if his entire diet were made up of nothing but plain craft macaroni and cheese. He was one of the world's champion picky eaters. Now, the boys used to go spend weekends or other periods of time with their grandmothers. 
And once three of them were spending a weekend with their grandmother who lived in Durham, they called her Mary Honey. And while they were there, they were trying to explain to her, as they always did, this is how you feed Jonathan. Rule number one, Jonathan does not eat mixed up stuff. It better be plain or forget it. Rule number two, Jonathan does not eat food that has doobies in it. You know about doobies? Well, you do if you happen to be a picky eater. You look at some food, and all of a sudden you notice it has little things in it. Little specks in it. Little parts in it. Little pieces in it. Those are doobies in all their various colors and sizes. Did you ever see a kid, you make a sandwich, and because the kid is little, you cut it in two in the middle to make it easier for them to pick it up, and as soon as you cut the sandwich in two, the kid won't touch it? That's because doobies could get in through the cut place. Now, a real expert knows that there are also invisible doobies. The cook can't see them, your mother can't see them, but you know they're there, so you better not eat it. Well, the three boys were spending the weekend with their grandmother in Durham, and on Saturday morning, Mary Honey said, What would you like to do today? They all wanted to go to the Children's Nature Museum and see the big model dinosaurs. She said, okay, we'll go right after lunch. For lunch, their grandmother, Mary Honey, fixed tuna salad sandwiches. Jonathan would not touch his. Finally, she realized she would have to fix them something else. And so she made for Jonathan a plain, not crunchy, plain peanut butter sandwich. The trouble is, she only had multi-grain bread, doobies, Jonathan wouldn't eat it. Finally, Mary Honey said, okay, Jonathan, you're holding up the works. I'm going to put you in the living room with this sandwich. Don't come out until you are finished with it. So she put Jonathan in the living room and she closed the door. As soon as the door was shut, Jonathan started thinking about what Mary Honey said. Did she say one word about eating? No. She said, don't come out until you are finished with it. That took no time. Jonathan tore one corner off the sandwich, hid it in a plant that was growing in the living room. He tore off another chunk and buried it in the dirt in which the plant was growing. The next chunk went up inside the lining of the drapes in front of the picture window. And the last piece between the screen and the sliding glass door at the patio at the end. And then he came out with an empty plate ready to go to the nature museum. The boys went and spent the afternoon looking at dinosaurs 
and everything was great. The next afternoon, I went to get them and bring them home. They had had a wonderful time. Weeks later, we were at home playing in the yard on a Saturday afternoon. Down the street came the mailman in his little white Jeep. He put the mail in the box. Jonathan always loved to run and get the mail before his brothers did. I watched him go to the box. He took out the mail, looked through it, and all of a sudden, he held something out of sight behind his back. He brought me the mail and said, Here's the mail. I said, Is that all? Uh, that's no answer. Did you get anything else? Uh, well, that's not an answer either. What do you have behind your back? Uh, he reached behind his back and pulled out a brown envelope to Jonathan Davis from his grandmother. Opened it up and inside... There was a plastic bag filled with four pieces of dried up, moldy peanut butter sandwich with doobies everywhere. And a note that said, Jonathan, did you leave something at my house? Donald Davis with a story called Doobies, and it was a delight for me to hear at the beginning of the story uh, Donald talking about his family, including his dear wife Merle. Merle was a beloved figure on the storytelling circuit. Storytelling fans all over the country knew and loved Merle. Merle is no longer with us. Donald has since remarried the wonderful Trish Davis, and it's uh, really fun to hear about uh, Merle and, of course, their kids, too. And their kids, like so many of us, you know, some of us will eat anything and some of us will avoid doobies. <laughs> I've been listening to this story not only with you but with our producer, Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for bringing us that story. No problem. I love in the story how the grandma gets the last written word oh, here. Yeah. Um, and I, I, part of it is it reminds me of... Um, having to deal with a picky eater. I once lived with a family and I was uh, in charge of lots of chores for them. And they had a, a four-year-old who only ate ramen. <laughs> and I um, laugh, but it, <laughs> I, 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 I got to think that I went through as picky a phase. Did you? That. You I, too? Yeah, probably. You spent so much time trying to come up with what can they eat? But mainly because you're worried about them. Yeah, like if right. you're only and I love ramen. Hey, like <laughs> like ramen is on the weekly menu at our house. But um, yeah, at the time I was just like, if you are only eating ramen. Yeah. Are you going to grow? Like that was my <laughs> that was my big question. Uh, and here's a grandma who has a much more immediate problem. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get somewhere, kid. I'm going to give you the dignity of solving this problem for us alone, and I'm not going to ask any questions, 
but then at the end she's like, no, no, you you didn't solve it in quite the way that you should have. But. So what about you? Were you were you a picky eater? Oh, I ate everything. Oh, I loved food. I was the kid who would like have Tabasco uh, eating contests with my my stepdad and my big brother because <laughs> like on taco night, like let's just see how much Tabasco we can add. Let's yeah. you know pile it as high as we can. Let you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, as I think about that story, I think about uh, uh, my grandmother. Uh, I was visiting my grandmother, and uh, she left the room for an extended period of time. When she came back, I had taken down an entire package of Oreo cookies <laughs> and eaten only the cream filling. And, oh, wow. Uh, st- made stacks, towers of the Oreo wafers. Uh, and uh, when my grandma asked me about it, I said, oh, I saved the very best part for you. <laughs> You're a giver. <laughs> You're a giver. A giver. <laughs> There's a similar story about me, but I was probably very – I couldn't talk. Uh, my mom leaves the room, and when she comes back, I have climbed into the pot of kale that she had made. And there I was just go. eating it by the fistfuls. Like, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Kale for you. Yeah. Oreos Oreo for you. filling <laughs> For me, but just the cream filling. I mean, take note. Yeah, that's not my favorite part. I gotta say, I'm the I'm the chocolate yeah. chocolate person. Yeah, my grandma didn't let me get away with that. But uh, a pleasure to hear a Donald Davis story, and of course, join us on Thursday for a little bit of constant wonder from one of our sister programs produced by BYU Radio, a program that brings to you each week a story that will fill you with awe and wonder at the marvelous world that we live in. We'll visit for a moment with Marcus Smith, the host of that show, and we'll bring you a constant wonder story about a veterinarian and the good that that veterinarian is doing in the world. You won't want to miss it. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by The Appleseed.